I don't, I don't care what anyone says. I'm still taking the bear over the raccoons. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I'll tell you why. And I wanted to get into it a little bit deeper uh-huh. after thinking about it. You know, uh-huh. I laid in bed that night after we were on the master debaters uh-huh. discussing this challenge. Well, would you call it a challenge? I would call it like a death sentence. Okay. Like pick your own and I picked your poison, right? right? It's either one. So I realized, and I'm still sticking with the bear. Yeah. Because I would rather, t- like you said, take my chances with the bear and just like d- die, right? Right. Then have my face ripped apart. Then you have to go in for reconstructive surgery. Right. You have like a missing eye, maybe two. Your nose, ears are off. Like your whole face is just demolished. demolished. Like God knows what other parts of your body could be. And then you might have these infections. No, I'd rather take my chance with the bear. Right. And then just, if it's got to end, it's just going to end clean. You know what I mean? Right. It might not be clean, but. Right. It'll be brutal. I would just let them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I I would probably just end up cuddling with the bear. Right, Mother Nature over here would. I have a I have a, I have a greater chance, especially the bears around here. Right, well, we have little black bears around here. And they're cute. I don't think I would win in a fight against a little black bear around here, but I would definitely have a better chance of surviving against one black bear versus five vicious little psychopath raccoons. Yes. Right. They, these little black bears like are scared of us yeah like they run away they, they go up in the tree you know like you have and to then they re- get stuck right and the fire department and then they comes. eat rotten they apples and they get drunk and they fall down right. like that it's, happens it's a joke here. yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> that actually happens around here it happens a lot like they eat fermented fruit yeah and they like get wasted mm-hmm. they go into cars they walk into houses and stuff like we had one. They're like in big the dogs. Backyard last summer. Yeah, they're not. Again, I wouldn't want to no, run into one with pubs. About a grizzly bear. Yeah, no, screw that. I'm not getting. We're not. We're not talking about a grizzly bear. We're talking about doofy black bears from upstate New York. But I do like the elevated question, the elevated challenge, right? Which is, someone just proposed a squatch. Or five raccoons. Right. We're still with the five raccoons, though, which is hysterical. Right. A juvenile squatch or five raccoons. Like, a chimpanzee can destroy a human being. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so strong. And I don't necessarily believe Sasquatch is a um, ape, per se. I think they're part human, mostly human. Some type of offspring somewhere down the line mm-hmm. regardless they have like insane strength so i don't know man i might take the five raccoons if it's versus a sasquatch you know what i mean yeah like yeah. it just doesn't seem like a winning battle even a juvenile like a grown man can't fight a chimpanzee it's a whole other element That's just I, I really different... have to think about it right again i feel like i I would just, they would just take me with them somewhere and wouldn't murder me. Right. That's just. To Squatch Island. And yeah. And they'd make little hybrid redhead Squatch babies yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. That's 
I know that's your deep dark fantasy, but whatever. It isn't. But <laughs> but I have I feel like I could do that. I feel like that would be an option if I had to. What, what, what would you, murder or live in the forest with a squatch? Right. And have squatch baby have you know hybrid squatch babies. They'd probably be good like providers and protectors. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, this is way off the rails. Um, And I went into it and I said, when we started recording, how off the rails are we getting on this one? And you said, we're not. We're not. We're going to stay on a straight and arrow talking about one subject. Right. And you're the one that. Well, yeah, it's a it's a great debate topic. Five raccoons or a bear. It is. And Squatch. I mean, we could just go down a whole rabbit hole. Who's going to win? Squatch or a grizzly bear? I mean. Well, they have to listen to Matt's show. Right. From the latest. Uh, yeah. When was that? From uh, It's released on Tuesday. Yes. The 31st. And he's going to ask all of his guests. Future guests so, the same question. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, welcome to Upstate Unconventional, folks. That was the longest intro. <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. But um, today we have a guest on. This is a pre-recorded interview uh rosie unfortunately couldn't make it to this uh interview she was stuck doing seventh homework. grade homework seventh grade homework facts projects when did they call when, when did they change uh home act to family and consumer science it's like they they did it to make it seem more serious like this is facts class i know and i'm not being disrespectful to anyone that's like a facts teacher or no does because i think they're very important skills to have but at the end of the day, you, no matter what you call it, family and consumer sciences, you give it this fancy name. It's still home ec. It's home ec. And we have a, you know, 13, now 13 year old. Yeah. That is just not into that. He's not into it. God bless him. But you know what? I, I don't blame him because. Right. Listen. It's not hands-on like it was when we were in school. Like when it's I took home ec, like, it was like sewing yeah, and like cooking. You're like in the classroom, like doing stuff. Yeah, it was she fun. She make like poster boards. And what we did the other night was like we designed like an inter- like interior decorating. And right, like he's like, not into it. This is so lame, mom. And right. I was like, I know, but like. You just got to do it. Like You just got to do it. It's it's literally facts is home ec. Right. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, so that's pretty much what right. what we were what we were doing. He he stays after school almost every day and gets his science, math, English. all the serious subjects. Right, no problem. But this home ec class, it's like thorn <laughs> in our side. But anyway, literally. But yeah, it's it's not like the same anymore. Like when I took home ec, we did so- sewing, uh, baking, yeah, cooking, um. They taught like lawn, like just normal practical skills for mm-hmm. like around the house that everyone should know. Like, and I, I stand by that. Like men yeah. and women, everyone should know how to cook. Like that's just an essential skill you should have. But they've changed it now to like, let's design our perfect bedroom and let's. Well, he has how to, would you like, start a farm stand? Well, like, he has to, which isn't bad. Well, these but. are things like, and and this is the other thing. Like, I sit and do homework with him every night, mm-hmm. but this is like something I can't do with him. Like. This is right. something that needs to be done in school. Right. It's like poster boards and stuff. It's it's like the weirdest thing. So it's literally like nutritional. Like he has to break down like nutritional Right, like make a healthy things. meal. Yeah. yeah. 
or write his own cookbook. And he's like, I don't know, let's make some tacos or something. That's <laughs> healthy, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. But anyway, let's again, we're off the rails. Well, so. that's what I was doing. Anyway. Yeah. So Rosie couldn't make it to this interview. We have uh, Mike. He's a listener of the show. He uh, sent me a message on Instagram and he had some paranormal experiences while he was ghost hunting. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to. I can't wait to hear this. It's it's good. It, it's, it's been a, a while creepy... since we've yeah. heard a paranormal story. Right. And yeah, it, it, it's just a creepy. It's one of those where you're like, yeah, hmm. that's creepy. But again, I encourage everyone to if no matter what, like a lot. So many people are like, hey, I've had paranormal experiences, but it's not enough to like come on and make an episode. It out. is. And I'm like, it is like. Yeah, even we'll make it, a whole episode out of it that or i if enough people come on like other shows you have one or two different things you know yeah, different guests come on, clip them together like it doesn't have to be this like big like just come on and share your story because like at you know the the whole point of this episode and the whole point of the you know the reason why i started this podcast was because i want people i want to normalize the paranormal mm -hmm. i want people to share their experiences because i i stick by this i 100 believe that every single person on this planet even if we want to call them npcs whatever they've had a paranormal experience and they've either chosen to acknowledge it and go down that route and try to figure out what it was or they completely shut it off and they just pretend like it didn't happen and like it changes their paradigm too much they can't it shakes their worldview mm. they can't do that right and, that makes sense and i think that's a shame you know what i mean like to like you experience something weird and because of either you know social pressure or like your job or your family or whatever like you're not willing to talk about it because you think people are going to say you're crazy and i'm past that point i know everyone thinks i'm crazy but like i want people to share their experiences because the more people talk about it the less weird it is and maybe we can start to figure out what is this phenomenon? Yeah. You know what I mean? So beautifully put. Yeah. And speaking of paranormal, we haven't talked about, we're going to do a full Sasquatch episode because we've had now multiple encounters with something. We but have. Do you want to share? I know you shared it on the master debaters, but we haven't shared it here yet. Do you want to share the experience you had driving in the car? Yeah, I was driving, um, very close to our house, which I feel around here is sort of a hotbed. Well, right. And like I've said before, but, you know, we get new listeners every, you know, and people don't like to scroll back to the old catalogs yeah. and stuff. So there is an episode of Sasquatch Chronicles that takes that happened in the 90s, like the encounter happened like in the 90s, but it's literally like within a mile from our house. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird noises in the woods. Mm hmm. And we've had some strange encounters with something. We haven't seen, well, I've seen one thing, but I, we'll get into that another time. Yes. That was at night. Because I think next week we're going to be talking to Ron mm -hmm. about our, is that what we're doing? Our Sasquatch? Ron Weed? Oh yeah, Ron Weed's going to be on next week. I thought we were talking about Sasquatch we with him. No, we're doing graveyards and haunted places. Oh, sorry. But anyway, I think we're talking with Ron from New England about Sasquatch. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> anyway, spoiler alert. So many Rons. <laughs> A lot of Rons. Um, Great guys. 
um, people. So I was driving by where this story took place, mm-hmm. which I do. We do almost every, we do every day. Right. I drive it all the time. I mean, like every day. And I was in the car with my son and the uh, older one. Yeah. The older one. So he's in the front seat and I'm driving. He's in the passenger side and we're going up this road and it sort of turns into a highway, a one lane, each highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see out of the corner of my eye, something big running through a field with a lot of trees in it. And I looked quick, but I couldn't, but the traffic was weird. And I was like, Ugh. so I like looked quick. It was one of those things. And I didn't want to swerve or anything like, so I didn't like keep my eye over, you but know, you saw it out of the corner uh, yeah. of your eye. And glance. so I wish I had, uh, you know, time to, to look longer. And then at the same time that I looked back on the road, my son goes, oh my gosh, mom, there's a guy running across the field in a ghillie suit. And I was yeah. like, uh, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> right. So I wasn't there. I didn't see it. I wish I did. We do have hunters in this area. It's not uncommon. But I don't know too many hunters that wear ghillie suits. No. In January. Right. Because there's no hunting season right and that's a really really good way to get shot if you're running through a field yeah in a ghillie suit. i mean it might have just been some weirdo doing it but it, we don't really i don't know it's not the, it's not the area to do this it's not like a hotbed for like just freaks running around you don't you know i mean we like, have plenty of freaks running around in the town but the town but like we don't live in the town no that's that's what i mean right. like yeah it's not like anyone that lives around here would know enough not to do that that's what i'm right. saying exactly and no one would drive here to do that so right. it's an odd situation and it's right around within um you know a couple miles radius of where we've had our encounters yeah. where that encounter took place in that episode of sasquatch chronicles like it less than a mile away from where that story took place. yeah and again when we talk, when I talked to the older one about this, he said it was like kind of crouched over running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shoulders were rounded forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, as like just playing skeptical, I 100 percent believe in Bigfoot. I know they're around here, but like just to play devil's advocate for a second, I don't think it would have been a bear. You would know because a bear looks like an animal running. Like, you know what I mean? It looks like a giant dog running across a field. Like, you know what you're seeing. Yeah. We saw, remember, we saw that gigantic bear in the back of that house. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a bear. You know, it's a bear. It takes you a second. You're like, what is that? Oh, this was not on four legs. No. He said it was like, this was a standing. He said it was like crouched over, but moving fast. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I mean, like I said, we're going to do a whole episode on Sasquatch. There's accounts of people seeing them doing the spider crawl thing. And they're an odd creature. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it makes zero sense. The probability of it being someone in a ghillie suit so running long. on the side of Highway 85. But the fact that I saw something and, and then immediately he saw it. And we did not say anything to each other. Right. And the other thing too is like, he's not into this stuff at all. He's not into like... I mean, maybe a little. He got bit. into it after he saw that. Yeah, yeah. He started researching everything, but like. But we don't talk to him about this. No. We, you know, so 
when he said it, I mean, obviously, what kid doesn't know about Bigfoot? Like, it's, you know, right. and it's something like well, we I'm have. thing is the original thing was he, his frame of reference. He's into, like, military stuff in yeah. World War II. So he's he, his, he thought as, like, a ghillie suit. Yeah. Like, the right. idea of Bigfoot was not, like, in his brain. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like it, he's, it's something he thinks about all the time. And so the ghillie suit thing, though, would be because he is into like right histories of war and stuff right like he, that. he loves all that stuff so uh it was very interesting because in the forefront of my mind it was bigfoot <laughs> right well then yeah after we talked to him about it he's like oh my god you well think in the was... car right away he was like i gotta research and i was like oh, do you think that was bigfoot mm -hmm. and he was like oh my god let me look and then he started sending you videos on youtube and like just yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff like you know bigfoot in upstate new york and that's the other thing too, like just like an hour north of us is like Whitehall, New York. And there's some famous accounts of that up there. And like, I've talked to people that are, you know, west of us. And I mean, all over the one campground we went to like an hour away, they had Bigfoot stuff everywhere. Like we on our way up to Vermont, there's yeah. like, I mean, there's just Bigfoot paraphernalia everywhere. And Yes, it's touristy. It's like kitschy. People like that stuff, but people people have seen it around here. I'm telling you, like it's not it's not that uncommon. No, and it's weird because like growing up, like you never heard anything about Bigfoot. But anyway, now we've gone completely off the rails again. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not. I don't want to give too much away from his experience. Or, or like spoil it at all no so. let let him tell his story right and uh but I, I, yes i'm very excited to hear this and again if you have anything you want to tell us that's weird paranormal interesting things that you think you saw but you're not quite sure and you just want to talk about it with somebody right. we would love to talk to you about it it'd be so cool to do like a, a like coast to coast style like live broadcast where people could literally call in and we can't like vet or filter it at all just to see yeah. what we get like I don't know how we could do that. Maybe on YouTube. We probably could. I mean, the show's big, getting big. So, right. you know, we probably could start to do something like that. We'll have to look into it. Right. It would just be so fun to have like, just like live, like radio time. I would love that. Not that it would be on the radio, but like, it would just be fun and have people literally call in yeah. and do like, that'd be cool. But anyway, we've talked enough. Let's hear Mike. And Mike told me at the end he might be starting his own show soon too. So when that does come out, I will make sure I, you know, promote that and do all that and all that good stuff. But let's hear Mike and his paranormal experience. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have a special guest. I have Mike on. And uh, Mike reached out to me on Instagram and told me he had a paranormal experience he'd like to share. And uh, we were just talking a little bit before the show. And I, I can't wait to hear it. Mike, how are you tonight? Oh, good. How are you? Doing great. Um, so before we jump into the uh, experience and you you told me you were on another podcast sharing this story as well um 
what what got you into ghost hunting and paranormal investigating? Uh, yeah, so it was, I was at a younger age. Mm-hmm. I can't even really remember, probably seven. Mm-hmm. And I saw a TV show. It was either over um, the Bermuda Triangle or some other uh, Myrtle's Plantation or something. And I was just like, that's amazing. And I have to see it. Mm-hmm. So I started me on the, yeah, yeah, I got the itch early. Um, then it went to Bigfoot. I uh, would go to the library and get all the Bigfoot books that I could. And then Loch Ness Monster and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I've filled my interests. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny how it, you know, you start off, you, you see one show maybe it's aliens bigfoot whatever and then you start going down this rabbit hole and you start to realize there is so much that we just don't know and it's all kind of weirdly connected (laughs) you know yeah Mm -hmm. yep yeah it's it's just like now that i've gotten into it and especially now that i've found podcasts Mm -hmm. i am in i am in some serious trouble because I just like I have gotten so engulfed in the whole cryptid and paranormal subjects that I look around and I'm amazed by everything I see. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's like if if it's if it's possible that this can be real, then what else is possible? Right. And, you know, I don't know if you go down like the conspiracy rabbit holes or not, but you start looking into history and it's like, what is true anymore? We don't even know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, and sitting there talking about that there could have been civilizations in America that Mm -hmm. were here well before the Native Americans ever came around. Oh yeah, and you're in Ohio. And, Have you ever visit visited the Ohio mounds, or the Serpent Mounds? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's on my amazing. bucket list. Yep. Yep. It's it's uh, it's amazing to think that those were things that some other civilization built, and the next one that came along. 10,000, 20,000 years later is using it for something else. Right. And that's, you know, that gets into like some of the wordplay. I always say it was founded. It was found dead. You know, it was this, Mm -hmm. something was there before. And, you know, we always think we are the top of the food chain now. We're the most technologically advanced civilization. And like you said, I mean, they're finding stuff in the Grand Canyon now. They're finding Egyptian hieroglyphs. It's like, what is real anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> you just yeah th- there's no uh there's no lack of uh interest you know <laughs> oh, oh yeah well and here's one for you i think the reason why ancient civilizations the pyramids these stone structures all over you know, Ireland and Europe, where you can't even slip a piece of paper in between mm-hmm. the joints. The people that built those, the, the master stonemasons, mm-hmm. had an understanding of mathematics and geometry 
that would blow our minds today. Yeah. And, you know, there's a few theories behind that too. Were, were these actual giants that were building these or did they have some type of anti-gravity or, you know, like how did they move these structures? I mean, mm -hmm. each stone weighs, you know, hundreds of tons and it's like, you can't even fathom it. We can't do it today. And yet yep, <laughs> we're the most advanced civilization on, you know, in history. So yeah. Yep. It's, and it's... then, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, I could go into the whole burning of the library in Alexandria and how that was, mm -hmm. you know, that was Rome or the Roman empire's chance at saving knowledge from millions of years before. And when they burnt that library, there went all that knowledge that we used to know, oh, and yeah. now it's all gone. I, I think it's somewhere deep in the vaults of the Vatican, but <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. kept some of it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I don't want to go into the Vatican. Oh man, mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I would, I would, I would, pro, I would give an arm if I could get into the Vatican, into mm -hmm. the secret archives. Oh, I would give God. an arm. That and the Smithsonian. <laughs> Oh geez, an un an uninterrupted, unguided Smithsonian tour. Mm -hmm. Oh, unlimited access. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh huh. You know, if we just keep putting <laughs> it out there, maybe maybe we'll manifest yeah. that into reality. <laughs> to leave the door unlocked or something. <laughs> uh huh. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. It would. But oh, um, and then another good one. Uh, the uh, uh, oh, Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. That would be another good one. And there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down with the Federal Reserve and the gold standard okay. and that. <laughs> I try mm -hmm. to stay yeah. too far away. Not, you know, I don't like to get too mm -hmm. deep into the, those type of conspiracies on here. I like to keep it more paranormal. But yeah, there are. That I mean, even back to the founding of the nation and ever it's like there is so many possibilities of what actually went on, and it's it just blows my mind but, yeah it it's it it can get crazy mhm, mm sorry for the tangent though I mean <laughs> it kind of <laughs> it happens, oh yeah, uh dude i I just trust me, I have a d h d i I can go all over the place so you might have to reel me in on this one but um so, so you got the itch at a young age you started yep. when did you do your first like paranormal investigation uh my first investigation was um at the this community center back home um chesapeake community center and it was a it was it's a really nice place mm -hmm. but it's full of history Mm -hmm. and some really tragic things and so I, I you know my first investigation i caught um i caught a picture of a figure at the end of the hallway all black mm. um it was only in the silhouette of the side profile but it looked like he had a hoodie on because he had like the back of his head looked like it kind of came out in a point 
that like looked like what a hoodie would have looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, still at the same place, some other investigations I've done. Um, I had uh, me and another investigator were on the second floor and we were talking and next thing you know music box music starts playing mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know like you open them in the ballerina dance oh yeah mm-hmm. started playing and i stopped talking and i tap you know i'm like hey you hear this to the other investigator like oh yeah and we're like but there's no music boxes up here. None, like the radio that was up here is unplugged. Mm. What else? There was there wasn't supposed to be anyone else up there at that time, and we caught that. That's great. And you have the audio for that? Unfortunately, I do not. I wish I did. Oh, but yeah. Unfortunately, I do not. I the picture i still have and i'll have to send that to you yeah definitely i'd love to see that yeah but i i do have the picture um and then it all kind of culminated one investigation with um well actually no let me take it back before it was before this one uh there was a night that i was investigating there and um I had some more, some newer equipment on me and some better equipment. And I was trying to videotape going down into the boys' locker room that's on the bottom floor of the school. Okay. And uh, I had the camera going, fresh charge on the batteries and everything. And I get to the bottom of the steps just to go left to go into the boys' locker room. And I hit like a brick wall, but it was because of like that energy. Mm-hmm. It, it was so weird and hard and it's hard to explain, but it was like, I hit like, just like a force field. Yeah. And, and like, I couldn't, like, it didn't feel safe for me to push through that. Mm-hmm. And so I stood there and kind of videotaped and talked a little bit. Didn't get anything. So I turned around to walk back up the steps. And like nothing, my camera turned completely off. It went from a full charge, completely shut off. And I was like, that was strange. And did it drain the battery so and everything? Tur- Oh, yeah, it drained the battery, shut the camera off, everything. Yeah, and you hear that happening a lot. You hear it with Bigfoot encounters. You hear it. Um, some, I've heard some people say even when they see UFOs, like stuff just starts going wonky. And what, what are your thoughts on that? Why, why do you think that happens? Honestly, I think it's some, somehow they feed mm-hmm. off of the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever energy they can get from the camera or their environment, I guess they're gonna they're gonna soak it up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would, I, 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 would, I would definitely agree with you there because it, it you hear it happen all the time and it's like, you know, and then people are, you know, they say, oh, of course the camera died or oh, of course. And it's like, but it happens. I mean, you can watch it happen <laughs> in front of you. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. It's uh, it's it, one it, of those things you yeah. won't believe it until until it happens to you. But and and I know what you mean with the the wall of energy where I've been in places before, you know, where you just mm -hmm. it's that the hair on the back of your neck stands up and you just you're not not necessarily terrified, but there's just something there. I don't know if it's a higher power or just the energy of whatever that entity is, but it's just like, nope, you're not going. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's almost like it 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 lets you approach it mm -hmm. until it's uncomfortable. Once mm -hmm. once that entity has reached its limit on how close you can get, it will stop you. Mm -hmm. And it'll say, that's far enough. Now you see me. Go away. <laughs> yep. And, you know, not to get too far off topic, but when we had our first, what I believe was a Bigfoot encounter, it was very much like that. You know, the atmosphere was weird. And it, we just got to a point. And then it was like, nope. It started snorting at us. And it was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So, oh yeah. And you know, there was the physical snort and we could hear something in the woods, but the energy too, it was like, I don't think I could have physically taken another step. And, oh yeah, it's, it, it it's a phenomena and it's crazy, but yeah, go ahead and go back to the story. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And I, just to kind of bounce off that a little bit, you know, you get in the infrasound you know, mm -hmm. Bigfoot's possibly known to make infrasound, and that's a whole other maze of entanglement to get through. Mm -hmm. um, but after the cameras shut off and everything, I didn't do much investigating after that for a bit. And then I went in one night and, uh, was investigating it was we were doing a public ghost hunt okay at the community center so that a lot of public some public came in and everything and um me and a couple other investigators had a group of people out and one of the girls she keeps looking down at the end of the hallway and we're like what's going on she keeps saying i see someone i see someone at the end of the hallway mm -hmm. and didn't pay attention to it for a while. And then I was, she said it again. And I was like, well, I'll watch down there and see what I can see. See if I can see someone down there. So I looked down the hall. And next thing I know, there's like the, the window seal uh, part before it gets up to the window. There was an arm that came up into the light blocking the light out and reaching over to the other side of their head like they were stretching that one arm oh that's weird and was and, it and i'm like go ahead oh, i was gonna say was it was it translucent was it a shadow what what 
What did you see? It was a shadow. Okay. It was a shadow. <laughs> it like it, it was the it was the absolute weirdest thing because after it stretched and brought its arm back down, I was like, "Oh, there's somebody down there. I'm going to go down and see who it is and you know, let them know, hey, you really can't be on your own." Mm-hmm. Uh, on off for them to join us. So I start walking down and I, I have my flashlight on. So I'm, and I'm walking. And I look down at the end of the hall and I can see with my flashlight shining, I can see the wall, the brick wall around it. Mm-hmm. But it was like a black smoke mm-hmm. inside of a solid black outline of a man. Oh, that's weird. And. And it was sitting on the floor, leaning back against the brick wall. And I like, I can just picture it in my head. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I get probably 10, 15 feet away from it. And I hit another wall, mm-hmm. like an energy wall that just says, that's enough. That's close enough. You were picking on me earlier. Telling me you wanted to see me and that you didn't believe in me. Here I am. And do you think it was the same energy you ran into in the boys locker room or when you're heading down? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I was, uh, I, at, some point i think i was kind of provoking a little bit Mm -hmm. and i guess it decided that it was going to let me know it didn't like that yeah that's so that's that's so crazy yeah and the the worst part is i wish going back on it hindsight being 2020 Mm -hmm. i wish now i would have let another investigator come with me because she had offered to come with me to walk down the hallway. Yeah. And I was like, nah, it, it'll be all right. But if I would have had hers, then someone else could have seen it and verified mm-hmm. it. But it was just, it was, it was the most amazing and terrifying thing all at the same time. Yeah. It's man. I, I I've had experiences with shadow entities and I've never had one take the form of a human, but it it's this, could you, you couldn't see through it, right? It's just this solid black. No, I could see, no, it, I could see through it. Oh, you could. Okay. Yeah. Like, like the out, there was the solid black outline mm-hmm. that I could still see through, but it was darker than the smoky, the black smoky stuff inside the outline okay all right so do you think you were dealing with an apparition a ghost of some sort what what was your take on it from what i understand from research it was either um a janitor or another individual Mm -hmm. um that had some issues but we don't really know. 
Interesting. It's probably, you know, it could very well be something a little more malevolent, but I would think that there would be more physical problems going on than what we've caught. Right. And the fact that it was stretching and it was by a locker room too, I wonder if it was like an athlete or something that was maybe warming up for something and just like, Hey, yeah. Oh yeah. Very well possible. Um, very possible, you know, that that building has, is old enough and has been multiple different schools and mm-hmm. a community center. And uh, at one point, uh, there was a fort that was in that same spot. Okay. Uh, so the, the, the ground is, is, you know, stained. It's got a lot of history there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of history, mm-hmm. and you know, no one can really fully understand why or how energy like that, what happens to cause energy like that to just become so stained that it stays. I know it's, you know, I have some of my theories, and you know, if. You almost wonder if if time isn't linear, is it? Are you getting a glimpse of a different timeline, a different? Yeah, is it like a glitch in our reality, looking into the past? There's so many different possibilities, Mm -hmm. and it just it's so fascinating to me. I haven't, I've had like I said some encounters with shadow entities, and I had one weird encounter with. I don't know if it was the ghost of a child or what this was at our old apartment. And I, I just can't, ex- I, I, I want to know, you know, it's like the same itch. I just oh, want to, yeah. I know. And uh, yeah, I, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> so you get no, down. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Um, You're good. I, I, I enjoy the conversation. Um, I I tell my wife I can geek out on this all day. Mm-hmm. You're in the right spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can geek out on this all day. Uh, but other than one, once I saw that that shadow person, mm-hmm. I was just it was a mate. Like I finally was like, holy cow! Finally, you got your confirmation. Yeah, I I got my confirmation and I was like, you know what? I'm good. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I I met my wife and long story short and a whole lot of love later, end up married. um, Mm -hmm. And I told my wife what I did for fun. And she said, well, you can't bring anything home. And I was like, well, then I'm done. And I've gone only because my wife let me. Uh, mm-hmm. She found a local uh, hotel that's haunted or a home that's haunted locally. And uh, the team that investigates it said that, you know, that place is safe to investigate. So I went and did an, an investigation down there and didn't really catch anything 
nothing really happened. Um, so I'm kind of trying to get back into the investigating, but I've been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a question I have about haunted locations and, you know, places that do like tours and things like that. Do you think mm-hmm. the energy that, you know, investigators bring that we bring, do you think that keeps that energy there and thriving? It, it, you know, like we go there, I, we go to these places thinking, knowing they're haunted and we want to see things. And it's almost, do you think we are bringing more energy to this or do you, do you get what I'm kind of asking? Yeah. 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 I, I get what you're saying. It's, and that uh, honestly, it's a com- kind of a complicated answer, at least mm-hmm. for me it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that if you have a location where the spirits may be a little more shy um, when you have big crowds, it tends to be more standoffish, mm-hmm. uh, which is what happened to me when I went to the house that was haunted in in town. Um, you know, there were too many people and the spirits were like, you know what? Too much. We're going to hide. Mm-hmm. Or they, maybe they just weren't in the mood to talk. Right. Um, but then there are other locations like prisons where there was already so much energy and it's so already so negative mm-hmm. that, you know, any, you don't go into those places unless you've had quite a bit of experience because you're probably going to have something happen. Right. And, uh, so yes and no on the energy um i don't think they stick around because investigators keep them there i think a lot of it is they know they're dead they know they're there but they're happy to be there because that's where they were happy Mm -hmm. yeah no i i would agree with that and i just you know i always wonder because like you always hear of like a, a house in town and everyone calls it haunted and it might not actually be haunted, but because so many mm-hmm. people say it's haunted, people start having experiences if they go there or they trespass or they walk up on the porch mm-hmm. and, you know, some of it is maybe paradelia, you know, you're looking for something. So any little thing could uh, spark, you know, that, but I, I always oh, yeah. wonder too, do can you bring into like maybe negative energy into a place unintentionally, you know, because of a legend? Oh yeah. Because of, yeah. 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 And that's one of those things where it's yeah. like, that's why I'm so hesitant sometimes to <laughs> go places, you know? Yeah. It, and, it, you know, yeah, there was, um, Oh, there was another, that, TV investigation team that I was watching and there was a house that they were investigating and they heard all these stories about this one particular spirit that was this one particular way Mm -hmm. 
and they heard enough stories about it when they were investigating when they started addressing it in the way the townspeople thought it was it began answering them so they went outside and wrote down other things that they thought that this entity should do Mm -hmm. and said them out loud as they were writing them and they went back and investigated it that next night and it was saying everything they told it to say so you they literally brought that to life by thinking it yeah and it's it's amazing to me yeah it's amazing to me that the mind has that kind of power Mm -hmm. that we literally can think if we get enough of us can think something into existence. Yeah, I know. It's like, if only we could get everyone together and, you know, think some positive things into existence. I think that's where a lot of the fear, a lot of the fear, you know, other things that, and I think there's people that know how to, harvest this type of energy and they know what they're doing with it and they use it for you know malintent and yep. yeah <laughs> it always comes back to yep. like a spiritual <laughs> battle <laughs> with all this stuff it's uh mm-hmm. it's yeah it, it is uh it's pretty wild the the paranormal can get you you can get completely lost in it if you're not careful um yeah, you know, getting into some of the older investigators that were doing it before it was really cool to even think about doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, when um, Ed and Lorraine Warren started in, and some of those others, other big investigators. You know, them guys were the pioneers. Yeah, and. Uh... Uh, and you know it's it's wild it is and oh man you know i've always wanted to go ghost hunting but it's like at the same time too i've had enough weird experiences in my life where it's like i don't know if i want to necessarily mess with it because like you said you know you don't know what you're bringing home and uh yeah you know i think there's ways we can protect ourselves whether it's you know something an amulet of some sort or you know so i know some people use like black obsidian and things like you know all these different type of amulets and talismans and whatnot but yeah i I don't know i think it just i think if it wants to attach to you it 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 will (laughs) it can and it will and uh, yeah so yeah i uh i don't fully share I mean, I I do fully share the fact that if it wants to attach to you, it can, but I think that amulets or not, maybe not amulets, like for me, it's crystals. Mm -hmm. I like my crystals and I have several uh, that I carry around and and wear with me. I have, um, I have tiger's eye and a few others. What other ones? Because you're among friends uh, here. But, <laughs> we got tons of crystals. Uh, uh, I think one is, um, let's see, there's Tiger's Eye, there's Black Obsidian, there's Rose Quartz. Mm-hmm. 
um, I even keep uh, a Ziploc baggie of um, uh, Himalayan sea salt under my pillow. I'll be just because I heard on another podcast someone talk about keeping granulated um, red Himalayan salt granulated under your pillow helps purge energy. Yeah, I I 100% believe that. We have salt lamps just about in every room of this house. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is there is an ionizing effect you know you can this is scientific you know a lot of people think it's woo woo but you know i yep. mean there there's salt places you can go and sit in the salt room you know they they use it to cure meat and stuff you know it, there's so many benefits to even just simple salt yep. and you know anything like making a salt circle i tend to believe that really does work you know no oh yeah yeah because we had at this old apartment you know it it wasn't anything bad but i'll just tell you this story real quick we uh there was like a weird it was january of 2020 or no was mm-hmm. it 2020 or 2021 I, we had just moved in in 2020 so it was right before all the craziness happened and there was just odd things my wife went upstairs and she was closing the windows and we have a soon-to-be six-year-old he was you know three or four at the time and she thought she was you know closing the blinds and she looked back and she saw you know a little figure standing in the window and she thought it was our son and she turned around and there was nothing there but she saw the outline in the window and (laughs) like yeah that's um that's 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 wild yeah and she i have to close all the blinds now because she won't go upstairs if blinds are open because even though we're in a new house now and then right around that time same thing same hallway i had got my son to bed and he you know i finally got him to sleep and whatever i'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth and we have a big mirror and i could see his bedroom door from the reflection of the mirror and I'm brushing mm-hmm. my teeth, brushing my teeth. And all of a sudden I see his door open and I'm like, you know, come on, man. He, I just got him to sleep. He's coming back out and the door opens and I saw a shadow. The hallway was dark and I saw a shadow of what I thought was him coming out. And I went to turn and say, let's go back to bed. But, and there was nothing there. I can't explain how the oh. door opened. I can't explain what I saw. It's it freaked me out. It was one of those things where it was a normal situation where I thought my son was coming in, and then all of a sudden, just hair on back, my neck stood up. You, you know, you get that cold feeling. I was like, "Oh boy!" And I, of course, I went in and checked. He's sound asleep. And uh, anyway, back to the point. Like we ended up doing, you know, a lot of uh, cleansing with uh, frankincense and mm-hmm. sage and. Um, I had, I did put salt at all the entrances. And mm-hmm. after that, that particular um, entity, whatever it was, kind of went away and we ha- didn't see it again. But we still had some weird things happen. And it, it was just, yeah, <laughs> it was a weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I always yeah, wonder. Yeah, there's. No, go, go ahead. I was gonna say I always wonder: oh, I, is it attached to? Is no, it attached but, to me? <laughs> you know, is it? Yeah, yeah. You have to wonder yep. that because. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You you do. You start to wonder things, and it's like, oh man, like did I accidentally bring something home or something? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because. Yep. I asked the the place we were living in. The landlord of it lived there before. It was his. You know, it was a duplex. He uh-huh. he lived there, and then they bought you know a bigger house and moved out, and we were living in where he lived. And I asked him, I was like, "Did you ever get anything?" And he was like, "No, nothing. You know, not that I know. You know." And I was like, "Okay, so did we bring it here, or were they just oblivious to it? You know, because mm-hmm. it is interesting. Some people are so like they just don't believe in anything like that, and and that is mind boggling to me." That how you can hey, just not believe in any of it, you know? Yeah, or uh, whenever you get into those houses or those places where everyone else sees it but them. Mm-hmm. And they think that in their mind that the house is perfect. And mm-hmm. they don't understand why everyone's complaining. Right. And, you know, I'll tell you this yep. at the house we grew up in. You know, so many weird things would happen. I mean, we had just, yeah, I, I would hear my dad call me from the basement and I'd go down there and no one's down there. And it just so mm-hmm. many different weird things and the sleep paralysis with the shadow. And, you know, this started happening when I was about 11 or 12 and you just become accustomed to it. And it wasn't until I moved out in 2016 and came back to visit when it really hit me. And I was like, oh, this place is, there. there is a bad energy here. And my parents don't mm-hmm. live there anymore. But so I can kind of understand why some people would be oblivious if you live with it every day. But man, when I went, I went back with my wife, like right after my son was born. And it was really right after he was born that I really started becoming aware of it. And it was like, wow, I grew up here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's and i actually you just reminded me when um i was a younger adult uh in between investigating at this community center uh i would be at home and i would hear my mom call my name but when i went downstairs no one knew what was going on. My mom had never called my name, but I was hearing my name being called from downstairs by my mom, but Mm -hmm. they didn't know. So it can, it can follow. Isn't that interesting? Cause you're not the, I've had it happen to myself. I've experienced this firsthand. My brother's experienced and my parents have both experienced this phenomena of having their name called my parents won't acknowledge that it was anything paranormal uh-huh. or weird but i've talked to mm-hmm. a couple other people too that have had that same thing happen where their name is called they run upstairs or go downstairs or you know go to the person and they're like what <laughs> you know i never said anything mm-hmm. and it just happened yep. to my father-in-law recently uh, in June, we had a couple family members uh, had passed away, and uh-huh. 
uh, one of my wife's uh, great aunts. And my father-in-law was sitting at their, you know, kitchen counter, whatever. And he's looking up on the computer. He was actually looking up the obituary for my wife's aunt. And Mm -hmm. he's sitting there looking at, and my, my father-in-law is not, does not believe in the paranormal. He's starting to get there now after this experience happened. But so he's sitting there and all of a sudden he hears uh, hello, hello. And that was how this aunt would always come into a room. She would just say hello, hello, like that. And so he's sitting oh. there looking up the obituary and he hears hello, hello. And he's like, he goes, <laughs> my mother in law, he's like, Pat, what did you just say? And she's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, did you just say what she's, and she's like, what are you talking about? So, no. <laughs> So after that oh, experience, wow. he's he's like definitely more. Uh, he's starting to believe more and more about it. But oh it's yeah, crazy how a little. I mean, it's a huge experience. You know, anything that's paranormal, I consider uh, my uh, life changing in a way, paradigm shifting. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it, it just it, it literally shakes your belief mm-hmm. in everything you've ever been taught. It's like wow, mm-hmm. you know the some it. What is this? You know, it's crazy. So after yeah, that experience, how did? Oh, go ahead, fin- finish what you were saying. No, I I I lost it. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I was <laughs> going to say right. after uh, after you saw that shadow entity stretching and sitting there, what what did it do to you? Like, how did you? process that how did you deal with that like it was it was strange for a while like it was just like wow you know like i've i've seen something that i've always been told or taught doesn't really exist Mm -hmm. and it, it it almost bring it almost brought it more into perspective for me. Like there is more to this world than what we know. Mm-hmm. And this is like the new frontier. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out what else there is. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that energy can't be nor created nor destroyed right so where does it go right it has to go somewhere and yeah Yeah. it's for me i i truly believe that everyone has had every single person even the npcs that people talk about i believe everyone has had a paranormal experience and it's just whether or not they can process that you know some people like us Mm -hmm they we see something and it's like life-changing but it's not it, it makes you curious it, it you you want to know more yeah. i think most people yep. something weird happens and they just shut it down they can't process it they can't deal with it it's going to shake like you said their foundation too much so they just tuck it away and pretend it never happened but yeah yeah and and that's why i wanted to start this show so more people could share because Again, just in my own life, I know so many people that have had weird things happen. And mm-hmm. 
it's not until they talk about it when they're like, oh, that's what that was. Or, you know, maybe there is some oh, truth yeah. to this. And yeah, I just, I want to normalize the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think, honestly, the best thing that anyone, any investigator or anyone who's a believer in, in any sort of cryptid or anything is stop trying to bash what other people say mm-hmm. and try to learn from what they're saying. Right. And, you know, you know there's, yeah, there's always going to be the outliers. There's always going to be the total skeptic that never believes anything. And there's always going to be the crazy person that, you know, might not be fully there, but exactly. You, you, you hear enough stories, you hear enough testimony. It's like, you start to see patterns, you start to see, and while someone might've had a completely different experience, the the situation was similar to someone else's or vice versa. It, it just, it, I don't know if we'll ever figure it out in our lifetime, but it's, uh, yeah, I think we're getting closer and closer every day. And yeah, I mean, just even you coming on and sharing this story, it's hopefully it'll spark someone else that was like, Oh, I've had something like that happen. And, you know, not necessarily reach out to me, but talk about it more and just, you know, exactly. And, you know, hopefully my story helps someone else, you know, finally cope with their experience and be like, you know what, that that's, that's what I've seen. Right. And, and hopefully it helps someone else to, you know, work through that. Yeah. And like in that, your situation, that would be the best outcome. Exactly. And in your situation, you were actively looking for something. Think of how many people oh, have yeah. had an encounter where they weren't, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you were a little better equipped to probably process that. And you, you got that confirmation, like we talked about, like, okay, this is real. This is what this is. There's so many people that experience it and they're, they have no uh, frame of reference for what they just saw. And most people shut down and it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's sad to me. You know, I wish more people would be honest with it. Yeah. I, I, I will completely agree with you. You know, just be honest with yourself and with your story and share it. Yeah, you know, you're not, it, it's, it's no longer a taboo like it was in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know like, yeah, I thought I was crazy for the longest, like, cause you, you know, you tell someone, Oh, I had this weird dream and it felt like something was on my chest. Oh, it was just a dream. And then like we talked about before mm-hmm. we started recording, it happens for years multiple times a a month and it's like this is not what it is and i learned how to cope with it (laughs) and there's little tricks and techniques you can do that and and i haven't had a sleep paralysis thing and i had one bad one in 2020 but i'll I'll save that Mm -hmm. for your your show when you start it (laughs) okay yeah and since yeah that'd be great because uh yeah but it's just interesting you know it's a 
it's a fascinating topic. It's something that I, I want to learn more and more about. But like you said, it's like you do have to protect yourself a little bit because even just doing this podcast, I've had some guests come on that have told me stories and whatnot. And I've decided not to release those episodes because or or take them down because it just made me feel off and weird. It felt like a psychic attack and, you know, that gets into the mm-hmm. woo-woo stuff, but it it's a heavy topic, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it can be, um, it can be very charged, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of lots and lots of energy that we don't fully understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, before we wrap up, I, I was looking on your Instagram page and I saw that you went to the Ohio Bigfoot conference and that's something I yes. always wanted to go to. You want to talk about that for a little bit? Cause how was oh, it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this last year, uh, I went, uh, finally, finally talked my wife into going with me, which mm-hmm. bless her heart. She <laughs> went, she didn't have, she wasn't happy, but she went. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went and, uh, two years before I went and I bought um they sell little wooden tree knockers mm-hmm. there's a guy that, that makes them locally and he's made them for the finding Bigfoot crew and all this mm-hmm. uh so I bought one of his bats mm-hmm. and that year I had um Bobo from finding Bigfoot sign it that's awesome so so you know uh, the next year after that i think covid hit and then the year after that we were still pretty restricted and uh this last year i went and this time i really lucked out because all the finding bigfoot crew was there um dr jeff meldrum was there um Several other podcasts were there, hundreds of vendors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they really pack in the uh, the Ohio Bigfoot Conference room. They really pack it in. And, um, you know, I was able to take my bat around that I had held on to and had Renee sign it and Cliff. Um, Matt was there, which is really cool to meet him. Um, but the biggest one, the biggest finding Bigfoot person that, that shook me with their belief was Renee. Really? The scientist is more believing in the sort of woo side of Bigfoot. Yeah. And but for me, that's amazing because that's not how she's depicted on the show. Right. And, you, you know, know, it's unfortunate that, you know, because there's there's editing that goes in and people, producers get involved, TV stations. And, you know, I've heard other people talk about some of their beliefs and stuff. And it's like it's not always accurately represented on the show. Oh, yeah. You know. But. Yeah. And it, that that happens. That happens a lot. Um, you know, the it's just bad that it happens. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 
Dr. Jeff Meldrum was a was a very interesting man to talk to. I can imagine. Um, he, uh, I told him, I said, you know, oh, I think that. Do you think that Bigfoot? The reason why we don't find any is because they bury their dead, or you know, do you think they use tools like they make stone tools to use? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like they're intelligent. And he was like, "Well, he was like, do you see any intelligence?" And he had a little screenshot of the Patty film. That one shot of Patty turned around looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't really see any intelligence. He's like, that's, they, there's no, there's nothing there. It's just some animal. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, don't really fully agree with that. That's yeah, more hiding her hair, but. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't. I wouldn't agree with that at all. I think, I think that's a very. I'm not going to say it, totally ignorant because you know no one knows, but it just exactly. seems like a like a cop out. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think these things are way more advanced than we could ever imagine, and not necessarily technologically or that, but I think like we kind of talked about a little bit before the show that they. uh I think they're so well adapted to their environment that they can literally vanish in a sense like oh, yeah. camouflaging themselves. You know, some people will say it's like cloaking, like predator. I, I don't know if it's that. I think they can just, you know, freeze and just blend yep. right in, you know? And yep. There <laughs> it was funny you kind of talk about blending them blending into their background. Um one of the other podcasts I like to listen to, they had brought up, well, what if they're like polar bears? Polar bears have two coats of fur, mm-hmm. but the one coat is completely clear. So what if whenever they want to disappear, they're just lifting that one coat up to expose the clear coat underneath? And they're just blending in. Yeah. No, and they're just letting their fur do the hiding for them. Exactly. And I mean, we have octopus that can mm-hmm. literally camouflage on any background. We have chameleons. There's other animals that have these traits. And I, I again, I don't necessarily believe they're animals, but it's not that far fetched to think. And that's why we get blob squatch photos. Someone sees one. And maybe they, I, I think they can sense the cameras. I think they have a real heightened sense of anything. So something's off in their environment. Yeah. They can just, the hair, like yeah. when we see a ghost, the hair goes up on the back of our neck. Well, <laughs> they they see us, yep. the hair goes up. And yeah, that's, I, I've never heard that with the polar, like made that connection before. So that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that, you know, their, their sense of smell is probably far, far superior to ours. So they could probably even smell the plastic 
mm-hmm. that you know is on our cameras and we probably stink to them right <laughs> so i'm i'm sure they could probably smell us you know 5 miles away mm-hmm. yeah and oh man so it yeah. it just it's amazing to think that there are you know entities or whatever you want to call it that are out there that people are just putting their blinders on Mm -hmm. and again i think they just want to be left like there's a reason they haven't been found whether that's a government cover-up or whatever or maybe they just don't want anything to do with us maybe they saw this coming from thousands of years ago maybe they have their own prophecy like yeah don't don't go with the hairless ones they are yeah yeah oh i'm yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's probably been plenty of stories told about the hairless man Mm -hmm. those those ones are crazy stay away from that no oh yeah i'm sure the natural way yep yep just just stick to stick to our way and you'll be safe Mm mm-hmm Oh man. Well, Mike, this has been a very fun conversation. And I know you told me you're you're in the works of making your own show. And I can't wait for that to come out and we can talk more and you can you can come on whenever you want and talk. This is this is great. But uh if you have any closing words or anything you would like to, you know, share, go right ahead. Uh well I I guess I would only share um one thing keep an open mind uh stay stay open be open to the possibilities and don't shut yourself off yeah i would agree and hear everyone out you know that that's another thing too just like yeah even if you disagree with it to your core there's got to be some kernel of truth in someone's experience you know and and that's exactly you know so you know if 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 they're going to give you the respect to listen to you then you should reciprocate that and listen to them amen to that and uh yeah so mike thank you again for sharing um it's crazy, you know. Yeah, it's just it's. Thank you for having me on. Um, definitely, whenever I get my podcast up, I'll uh, I'll definitely hit you up, and we'll I'll have you on. Can't wait, and I'd be honored to be on, and uh, I'll, I'll probably yeah, harass you every once in a while. <laughs> I'll harass okay. you. And just hey, when you starting it? When you start? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. There you go. That'll that'll get me going. I've done it to a few others, and they have successful shows now. Because it wasn't just me pushing them, but like you know, just you got to do it. Just well, pull the trigger. That's what works. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great night, man. Yep. You too. And that's the show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it and you have a paranormal or a strange story you'd like to share, um, send us an email, upstateunconventional at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional, or you can send it to Rosie 
She does all the booking now at uh, rosie.quartz underscore on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your story. Also, you know, if you do like the show and like the content we produce, uh, maybe consider donating to the show. I just added a link tree to our Instagram page. It's got a Venmo and PayPal connected to it. Uh, any donations would go directly back into the show, get another microphone, maybe some better equipment, things like that. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, what always helps too is leaving us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Anyway, thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next one.